Welcome to Healing at the Speed of Light. Every week, we discuss how laser therapy is changing healthcare and how you can benefit. Now, here is your host and founder of Laser Therapy Institute, Dr. Jason Roundtree. Hello, thanks for joining me again this week on Healing at the Speed of Light. This is your weekly laser therapy podcast for patients specifically. And if you're looking to learn more about light therapies or laser therapy, I encourage you to visit our website, lasertherapyinstitute.org. There's a lot of great links there, and you can even find a light therapy practitioner near you who is well-equipped and well-trained to help out with your condition. Now, today, we're talking about low back pain and making sure that low back pain gets resolved and does not keep going, does not become a chronic problem. So let's talk real quick about acute acute versus chronic low back pain. Acute low back pain refers to low back pain that has been going on for less than three months, regardless of severity, whereas chronic low back pain simply means it's been going on for more than three months. So when you hear acute low back pain or acute pain or chronic pain, it simply refers to the length of time that it's been happening, not really the severity. Okay, so acute pain is not worse necessarily than chronic pain. It just refers to how long it's going on. Which one though, (laughs) out of those two, which one sounds like it's worse? Chronic pain, obviously, because it goes on for longer, is going to be worse. And so today, we're going to talk about keeping acute low back pain from becoming chronic low back pain. Low back pain is very, very common. They think that about 98% of people will experience acute low back pain at some point in their lives. It's just a fact of life that the lower back in humans is somewhat vulnerable and is frequently injured. That doesn't mean it has to always hurt, but that means that most people are going to experience low back pain at some point. How do we make sure that we don't go from acute low back pain to chronic low back pain? That's what this study that we're looking at today talks all about. The title of the study is Risk Factors Associated with Transition from Acute to Chronic Low Back Pain in United States Patients Seeking Primary Care. And this was published in February of 2021. It is a huge study on thousands of patients. Brand new study. And it was put together by a mixed group of medical doctors and physical therapists and chiropractors, many of whom are also PhD researchers. So a really, really neat study, a really new study, and an important study. If almost everyone is going to have lower back pain, how do you make sure that it doesn't continue and become chronic and last for months and months or even years? Now, they open up this study by saying, very first, acute low back pain is highly prevalent. That means it happens to a lot of people. We've already said that, right? But they say that it has a presumed favorable prognosis. And what that means is that most people think, eh, it'll go away. They continue, though, and say that, however, once chronic, low back pain becomes a disabling and expensive condition. And if you've dealt with chronic pain, you know exactly what that's talking about. It keeps you from being able to do things. It keeps you from being able to go places or see family or grandkids. And it becomes expensive whether it is medications or trips to the doctor or trips to the PT or chiropractic adjustments, it can become pretty expensive pretty quick. So it's important to prevent these acute episodes of low back pain, which are very common, 
We need to prevent them from becoming chronic low back pain because that is where you're looking at long-term effects on your daily activities of living and, and your pocketbook as well. Now, at the conclusion of this study, they say that early exposure to guideline non-concordant care was significantly and independently associated with the transition to chronic low back pain. Let me translate that for you. They're saying that if you don't get the right type of health care early on in an, in an acute low back pain scenario, then that will significantly increase the rate at which people go from acute low back pain to chronic low back pain. So getting the wrong kind of health care or just not the right kind early on means that more people will end up in chronic pain. So let's take a look at what that means. What does it look like to have the right kind of care and what does the wrong kind of care look like? Because if you're an acute pain patient, if you're having low back pain, it's recent and you're getting care for it, you need to know what the right kind of care looks like and what the wrong kind of care looks like so that you can help make the right decisions for you and your healthcare scenario. So in this paper, they say that the wrong kind of care involves early use of diagnostic imaging, which would be x-rays and MRIs and CT scans early on, as well as specialty consultations and the prescription of opioid medications. And more specifically, that's going to be anything that includes opioids, as well as prescriptions that include benzodiazepines or systemic corticosteroids alone without the presence of non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs like, like ibuprofen. Uh, or short-term muscle relaxants. All that is considered non-concordant with the guidelines. So the guidelines for care say if you're getting early imaging without you know any real red flags, if you just have pain in the back and somebody's shooting a bunch of x-rays or they're doing MRIs, that's not normal. That's not the type of care you should have. Also, referral to a neurosurgeon or a neurologist or an orthopedist or a pain specialist like a physiatrist. Those referrals are also non-concordant. They don't follow the guidelines. And again, we're talking about early stages of low back pain here. Now, there are certain things that we would consider red flags for acute low back pain, and that would be things like muscle weakness or loss of bladder control. There's a few different things to look for here that this is not talking about. This is talking about pain localized to your lower back that hasn't been chronic, that just fired up. They're saying that advanced imaging or referrals out to surgeons, that is non-concordant. That is not good. Same thing with all these prescriptions like opioids, corticosteroids, and muscle relaxants. That's non-concordant for the care. And like already said, non-concordant care or care that doesn't follow the guidelines is more likely to put you in that chronic pain scenario. So if you went to your doc and you immediately got an order for an MRI or you immediately were sent to a pain specialist or they wrote you a prescription for a corticosteroid, that might not be the care that you should be getting. That might be considered non-concordant care and that is increasing your risk of ending up with chronic pain. So then what do we do? What, what is recommended? Well, non-invasive and non-drug care is recommended for acute low back pain. Non-invasive, non-drug. And in this paper, they say things like heat and massage, 
acupuncture, spinal manipulation, or you know, chiropractic adjustments, and reassurance that most episodes do resolve pretty quickly and maintain your activity as best as you can, those things are recommended. Now, they don't mention laser therapy in here, but we know that light therapy can work very well for low back pain. So I'm going to go ahead and say laser therapy might even be in this group as well because it is non-drug and non-invasive. But advanced imaging and referrals to surgeons and a bunch of opioid prescriptions, that stuff is not okay for acute low back pain. Now, the recommendations are different for chronic pain, but again, we're focusing here on keeping this pain from becoming chronic. If you're on an opioid prescription for acute low back pain, the odds are you're going down the wrong path and you're going to end up with chronic pain rather than getting this pain fixed and making it go away. Now, the researchers found, though, that overall, about 32% of people with acute low back pain will end up transitioning to chronic low back pain. And that is increased by certain risk factors as well. And that would be things like obesity and smoking and low back pain that involves the leg or depression and anxiety. Uh, current smoking, folks that are current smokers especially, have much higher risk factor of going from acute low back pain to chronic low back pain. We know that smoking is not good. We know it impairs the body's ability to heal. And so if you have acute pain, one of the best things you can do is stop smoking if you are. One of the best things you can do is also losing weight if you can. However, one of the problems with trying to lose weight while you have back pain is it makes it, a lot of times, makes the pain worse. And so that has to be managed appropriately. And in many cases, these researchers even say that many of these factors are difficult to change or non-modifiable altogether. They can't be changed at all. And especially if you take somebody who's in pain try to get them to lose weight. Okay, dieting can be useful, but activity is key to losing weight. And so managing this acute pain through non-invasive and non-drug means should make reducing obesity easier. But one thing that a lot of people can do is try to stop smoking. Even reducing how much you smoke can make a big difference. Now, the whole reason that we're talking about this and that the study was even done was to evaluate how good of a job primary care providers were doing on assigning the right type of care, you know, guideline concordant care, not just writing everybody an opioid script, not just putting everybody on muscle relaxers, not just blindly ordering MRIs every time a low back pain episode would come in, an acute pain episode would come in to their clinic. And they didn't do very well. Uh, unfortunately, uh, there's been a lot of guidelines and they are tough to keep up with. There's a lot of time crunch on primary care providers and it looks like many primary care providers are not providing the right type of care. On the other hand, you can't just tell people they're going to feel better later and send them out the door. They say that uniformly applying a minimalist approach like just simple advice or reassurance to all patients with acute low back pain without considering some of these risk factors is unwarranted and may lead to suboptimal care. So in many cases, yes, it's good to know that acute low back pain a lot of times will resolve on its own, but some of these non-drug and non-surgical interventions may be the absolute best way to go. What does that look like? The researchers actually recommend a primary spine practitioner as a new model for people in the United States specifically, in which chiropractors and physical therapists can serve as the initial or the early point of contact for patients with acute low back pain. 
another strategy is using a multidisciplinary team with medical specialists and other health professionals like chiropractors and PTs in what would be called an integrated practice unit. Basically, where you can get your primary care providers to work with these kind of primary spine providers like physical therapists and chiropractors to address these acute low back pain issues early on with a non-drug and non-invasive means. I think laser therapy is a perfect fit for that. And I think that if we're seeing so much improper care being delivered, we certainly have to rethink how we handle back pain here in the United States. 40% of a primary care provider's day is spent seeing some kind of musculoskeletal pain like back pain. And if they're not able to deliver the right kind of care or simply are, are recommending the wrong things, we can redo this model in a way that works. So your takeaways here as a refresher, remember, more than 30% of acute low back pain will become chronic, and that gets worse when you have these risk factors like smoking, obesity, depression, and anxiety, right? It also becomes a higher rate of changeover from acute to chronic pain when the wrong type of care is used, and that's things like opioids and early referrals to specialists and doing imaging that isn't really appropriate or necessary to look at the problem. Those things are not recommended, and they mean that more people will end up in chronic pain that should not have been in chronic pain. So in the study, they recommend non-surgical, non-invasive, and non-drug therapies as that first line. Again, laser therapy, chiropractic, physical therapy, massage therapy, acupuncture, those things fit in that model. And if you want to find a very good light therapy, laser therapy practitioner near you, you can go to our website, lasertherapyinstitute.org. You can click on the Our Clinics link. There is a map of providers. You can find out if there's somebody near you. You know what? Even if you're not dealing with low back pain right now, this is so common that the odds say that at some point you probably will. And if you already know there's someone near you who's an expert in managing these acute pain episodes with non-drug, non-invasive therapies, go ahead and make sure you know where they're at. Go meet them. Get established with them so that you know that you can trust them if something were to happen. Thanks very much for joining me this week. And if you have questions, as always, shoot me an email, info at lasertherapyinstitute.org. I'll see you right here next week. Subscribe to this weekly podcast for more great information. Find a certified laser therapy clinic near you at lasertherapyinstitute.org. If you're a healthcare provider, check out our practitioner-focused Laser Therapy Institute podcast. Thanks for listening.